You're listening to the Geek Out Loud podcast, your safe place to geek out. everyone and welcome to geek out loud your safe place to geek out i'm steve what's so funny <laughs> nothing i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> what have i done i i think i just got lost in your voice there for a second i totally heard that going a different way what <laughs> what do you mean hello everybody and welcome i was just said uh, welcome to start house oh. i'm steve gloss <laughs> I, was, I was like all right here we go and, and you wouldn't geek out loud. And I was like, that's not right. That's a, what is talking? he saying? What's he talking about? I was like, Steve, you're doing the wrong show again. Sorry. Sorry. Great. Well, it happens. You never know. You want to talk about Smallville? <sighs> it hurts. It, it does. It stings. It stings the nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> you're Steve Gloss. I am Sorry. Steve Gloss. I did not mean to. I, I really was sitting there laughing like, okay, we'll have to restart. But no, it works. So we're good. Hey, um, and you are <coughs> confused. It, it, um, <laughs> iffy. I'm iffy. iffy. <laughs> <laughs> About the whole idea. No, do you not remember our, our text message the other day? No, about. I don't remember what we were talking about, but you said I'm iffy, and I said, and I'm Derek. Oh yes. <laughs> right yeah i remember we were talking about something and i you're like so how do you what do you think about it? i'm like i'm iffy and you're like and i'm Derek. <laughs> nice um Derek, i want it before we get into everything i want to well how there are a couple that? of things to just kind of touch on real quick you know how we uh-huh. touch and go touch and go uh-huh. uh first being the twitter avatar situation well how's your day going first uh, it's it's all right it's hot it is warm. I'm really, really hot. And We've had some rain. Hey, have you got your phone on you? I do. I've been doing new ringtones. You know, I do that like once a quarter. I change out. Yeah? You need to call me. Okay. Give me just a moment here. Let me. I'm pretty proud of this one. Let me pull this up. This is my finest uh, moment. Here's my contacts. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just. Probably been Stop easier. It. That's fine. We'll fill the dead space. Yeah. The anticipation's killing everyone right. right now, I know. Okay, here we go. I'm calling okay. you. All right. We're looking for the Swedish chef, Steve, to pop up any second here. 
because that's the. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I'm pretty proud of that. Oh man. Okay. Well, you've got your ring tongue situation worked out. Um, I do. That I just wanted to share that with you. You know, you know, we um we threw some things out there to the. To the people, this whole Twitter avatar situation. The peoples. Um, and and the peoples didn't really respond all that much. <gasps> uh, I mean, there was some. There was some stuff. Um, you know, we had someone send in an old old Photoshop picture of me, you, and Graham. Um, so somebody somebody said, I thought maybe you just came across that. I think that needs to be yours because Graham and I look, well, I look out of place. As Luke, uh, um, it, it's your head on a tauntaun from Empire Strikes Back. People might think I actually look in place for that. Yeah. I look like a tauntaun. Yeah, it's, uh, and, you and, thought and, I smelled bad on the outside. And I'm... Um, and I'm <laughs> but you... I'm, you um, I'm Luke face, on your back. Your face fits, fits perfectly. Yeah, and then, and then Graham's Han Solo down in the snow. Um, it either needs to be that or you and B.A.G. I don't have... Oh, the... The Wookie one, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I, the the things that have been sent in is someone said that we should be Kermit and Fozzie, like they try to drag you into it. Oh, oh, dual things. And mm-hmm. uh, and like one of us is Kermit, one of us is Fozzie. And I told him I wasn't worthy to be Kermit, and that you would. I'm definitely not worthy enough to be Fozzie. Whatever, I figured that'd be who you would want to be. Mm-hmm. If you had to change your avatar to a Muppet, who would you change it to? What if we were like the two headed monster? Oh my gosh, that, <laughs> that might be kind of funny. That might be funny. That's kind of how they talk. Um, and then shut up, Tim, uh, who has become a star after Comic Con. Um, he sent in he he sent in just a link. To the email and with the subject line Steve's new Twitter avatar and I click on it and it's the GIF logo, GIF peanut butter logo. So okay. you have captured people's imagination, sir, with telling us how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I've got a friend in real life. It's like, why don't you just make it yourself? And I'm like, well, that what? takes. But she was like, why don't it? Why didn't? Why didn't your Twitter avatar just be a picture of you? And I'm like, that takes the fun out of it if it's just me. That's, that's not fun. Yeah. So I'm like, you got Facebook for that crap. We, we don't like the way we look. That's right. That's right. I don't like the way I look. I, I don't like the way I look. I like the way you look. I'm perfectly okay with the way you look. So. Well, we're, we're baby steps. <laughs> um, also, we're getting a lot of feedback suddenly because we asked for it, I guess. About uh, st- about when we stericked Robin back on episode fifty one. <coughs> oh, um, have we now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind King O one on the Twitter said, "I love the bit you guys pulled on Robin. I can't wait to see what you try to do to top it." I felt incepted as well. He said, uh, "We're not going to try to do anything to top it." I think we, I think it's uh, that was topping it. Yeah, I mean, we we've we've had a hard enough time topping uh, the Muppets episode, so yeah, we'll never top it. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, someone uh, MJ Petty Seven on the Twitter said the avatar should be Kramer or Alf. You weren't a big Seinfeld fan, though, were you? 
I love Seinfeld. What you talking about? I didn't I think just, you were the, the biggest. In of, my in my circle of friends, though, I was never the Kramer. Yeah, Ramey's the Kramer. I was always the Jerry in my circle of friends. <clears throat> well, that's a shame. So, um, you weren't the George. No. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm too laid back to be George. Okay. Um, I'm just saying in my circle of friends. I'm sure if there was another circle of friends that I that I matriculated into. I could. I may very well end up being the George. It's a good use of the word matriculated. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> slacker, uh, slacker lit geek says, "Are you kidding me? The staircase of Robin was epic. I was driving around on a Saturday morning and nearly wrecked my car." So, <clears throat> Steric, getting people nearly killed since two thousand seven. Um. So. Wow! So, what? <laughs> I just saw um, I just saw a tweet from from Shut Up Tim uh, to Geek Out Loud. He he lost a bet to me over on another podcast and had to dress up one day at Comic Con as Slave Leia. And so that's he, how that started. And yes, and he fulfilled his end of the bet and just became this quick, you know, you, you know, your fifteen minutes of fame internet sensation where people are just taking pictures of him. He was on this week in tech. Um, twit, yeah, twit, and uh, and so I got on to him about on the twit interview. He gave all these shout outs to Media Junkyard, but he never mentioned me or Geek Out Loud. That's that's not right. Yeah, and uh, why would you why would you give all the shout outs to Media Junkyard? Because that was the podcast on which he lost. But the you're not on Media Junkyard. This is what I'm saying. Um, that's real crummy. I know. I'm. He really missed an opportunity to promote this show. <laughs> Uh, but here's the tweet he wrote said I did wear the costume and I had Geek Out Loud written on my butt did you miss that hashtag look again <laughs> and that's just kind of awkward but um the the real thing I want to have you seen the new Muppets posters that have come out oh yes I mean since we are the number one Muppets promotion machine for the movie that's uh, due out in November um, and we'll be on the red carpet. And we'll be on the red carpet. Hashtag get Steric on the red carpet. I don't know how we... That's kind of long. Yeah. Steric. Steric for Muppets. Steric. Um, but they put a poster up. I saw on Facebook the Muppets put a... And it is. You like the Muppets and you kind of get updates from, from what's going on and everything. They put, a, they put the poster up and we're like, how many uh, of these Muppets can you name? Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see the stand? The standee thing? I, with the like, is it big and long? Like they're in the um, <clears throat> uh, like they're like in an apartment or something, like in a house. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, hang on, let me find it. I've saw I've seen something that's more. It's not a poster, but it's more like wide. It's almost like a banner. Yeah, but it's got. Jason Lee and I mean not yeah. Jason Lee but Jason um, Siegel and Amy Adams in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. But it, like, there's a staircase that doesn't look like they're in a house. Uh, I only saw it real quick once. I was. Um, that's probably what it is. Then you're just not remembering. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Well, I was looking at this poster. It's a, it's a giant stand, like free standing thing. Yeah. I was looking at this poster and I can name all but maybe three or four of these guys that are on the poster. Derek? Uh, I haven't looked at it since, I think, day before yesterday. I want to know what the name of the big blue thing is. The new guy? No. 
He's. I don't remember he, him in anything before. He used to be in the very opening credits, man, of the Muppet Show. He was one of the big monsters that would walk out from the archway. Well, there. I saw an article that. Um, hold on, give me a minute here. Talk, Steve. So yeah, but I'm always wondering because he wiggles his ears and it's really cute. He's like the size of Sweetums, and I've just never really known what his name is. What are you doing, man? I'm trying to find... And then there's that robot that's new that's driving the car in the trailer That um, where they're listening to Menomina. And Floyd says, you think we should have got a bigger car? <clears throat> Here we go. I found the uh, article. Okay. They broke down who all was in it. Oh, but they don't have him. Great. See there? Nobody knows who he is. They have everybody else but them. Yeah. Obscure character alert. I spy a frackle. Where do you see a fraggle? Frackle. What's frackle? I don't know. It says it's a frackle. Who's a frackle? <sighs> um. You know, a lot of gingers have frackles. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> He's between Jason Siegel and Amy Adams. He's under oh, Jason yeah, Siegel's arm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find out who this blue guy is. Yeah. Email us. Let us know. Geek out online at Gmail. Rizzo and Pepe. Sam the Eagle. New Zealand. <sighs> Statler and Waldorf. There's Beaker. There's Camilla and the chickens. There's a Swedish chef, Rolf. Zoot. Link. Dr. Teeth. Yeah, is that Link in between? No, or is that Miss Piggy just kind of like mad because, you know, there's Miss Piggy over over his shoulder. That looks like Link in the, uh, between them, behind the new guy. Dr. Teeth. All right, I, I don't know who the blue guy is. Who is the blue guy? I don't know. He's But he's always been in the Muppets, and I've just never really known him. He's on the standee, too. Yeah. So obviously, Man, Jason Segel is likes huge him. too. Uh, where is that Muppet standee? I'd like to see. Yeah, hold on. Send it to your Skype. Hit me up with that mess. There uh, you go. Toughpigs.com. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, cause the I like the the painting thing in the back with the with the faces. Yeah, that's an actual giant suit. stand in theaters. Really? Mm-hmm. I want it for my house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the cute blue guy's... He wiggles his ears, and he's really... He's, he's, he's cute up as back he can behind be. Fozzie, but yeah. I don't know who he is. He's cute as he can be. And that looks like a, next to him to his right. Who is that pig to his right? That's not Link. That's like some... No, Link's on the far left. Punk rock chick. Yeah, Link's over there in a the trench coat. That's kind of creepy. Is that a... Okay, that's not a blue frog coming out of Link's trench coat. That's just a blue frog wearing a trench coat. <laughs> Let's right? move on, shall we? I, we digress. <laughs> Anyhow, so those things are out. Check them out. Uh, toughpigs.com. You'll find the Muppets standee, the Muppets posters over at their Facebook page. Um, they both look good. We're, are you still excited for the movie in November? Yeah. Okay. No, no. It, it went away oh, okay. in all that time. Because I, I am. I was just making sure you were... I didn't want to speak for you, Derek. I didn't want to say, and we're both really still excited for blah, 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 yeah, you're making it, blah, blah. 
I wanted, <laughs> you know, I wanted you to. I didn't want to. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Help me out here. Don't leave me. Don't leave me hanging. Very my, excited for it. Don't leave me hanging on like a solo. Very, very excited okay. for the Muppets film. Well, you know what? Muppets if film. you don't, if you don't start sounding more excited, we're not going to be on the red carpet on, in November. By the way, um, need you to get a little more pumped for it. Oh, we're already there. Not existentially, like it's it's going to happen. Oh, okay. Not existentially. <laughs> um, Wrap your mind around that. Two two more quick things before we jump Stop. into. Stop. <laughs> two more quick things before we jump back into the uh, before we jump into the emails. Jump back. Uh, jump back. Uh, what? <laughs> Catch myself. Hey! <laughs> Jump back! Um, uh, it's uh, a spider jumping! <laughs> Watch out now! Oh, um, it is Friday. It, uh, yeah, the one thing, two things, real quick before we jump into the emails. Dose. Hey! Um, <laughs> It's hot in the hot tub. Um, <laughs> so hot in the hot tub. Hey! <laughs> Too hot. Too hot in the hot tub. Um, I can't go on. Last time, uh, last time we spoke, you you suggested that. Is that uh, the last time we actually spoke? Well, the last time we were on the show together. Uh, um, you. Uh, Our friendship is dwindling. Yes. <laughs> We really don't have anything to talk about now that Smallville's over. Mm. You turned me on to the show uh, Sherlock. Oh, yes. And uh, put out by the BBC. Since then, I have watched all three episodes. Um, and am really mad that you didn't tell me that, uh, spoiler alert, uh, it ends on a cliffhanger. Well, I mean... I'm not mad. Mad's too strong a word. I would have liked. I would have liked to be able to prepare myself mentally for it. Could have oh yeah, um, in the well, space. I mean, it was the season. What were you expecting? Well, I, I was expecting them to wrap up. No, you know, and not and well, I I would have been okay with it. It was a, like this is okay. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me explain it to you like this. Sometimes that is that is. That is some of the, that that whole when he first walks into the final location yes, of yes. the last scene of the episode, right? Can I vague it up anymore for you? Right. Um, that is some of the best eight minutes of television. Like, okay, the thing is, it's like I expected there to be unresolved storylines going out. Like, you know, like maybe he solved the mystery and then boom, boom, boom. You know, he got away. That kind of thing. Um, this is a legitimate cliffhanger. Like this is this is like someone's hanging on a cliff about to fall, and they're like, "All right, see you next time." Um, but it's the season finale. I, I understand this, but I'm just saying I loved it. Don't get me wrong; everything about the show I really, really enjoyed. I like uh, I like the characters. Um, I like the three stories, even the even the middle one. You know, you mentioned that the second one for you kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, I Doesn't mean it wasn't good. It no, just right, down. right, right. Uh, I think it was really good, and I'm looking forward to more. When are they coming back? Um, this fall. Awesome, good. Will they be on BBC America? I don't know because I think I don't know if it has aired on BBC America yet, but it mm-hmm. is going to season one. Well, this is so, what. Um, this but is, they came on. They came out on DVD pretty quick after it yeah. ended. So, 
We got a uh, we got an email from Carissa, and she said that they were on uh, the states on Masterpiece Mystery on PBS last fall. I, they must have been because on Netflix, that's what they're um, under is Masterpiece Mystery. Okay, yeah. it's not called, like if you search Sherlock on Netflix, it's not going to come up. So, uh, so Carissa had said she'd watched it and she was big into it, but just um, I'd, I'd never heard about it until you mentioned it. But it was really, really good. Really, I mean, I dug it. And I really like, you know, of course, you know, the character uh, House is based on Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. And, and and Wilson on House is based, of course, on Watson. But um, uh, this, I love that character and I love that show. And this are, you, really, are, you, are you still up to date on House? Yeah. Man. Man. That was a crazy <laughs> finale. It was, it was wild. I don't. I don't know. I think it kind of jumped the shark. You think? I'm trying to remember what happened now that you mentioned it. I How do you not remember? Uh, that was like the craziest thing ever. Was he hallucinating? No, he he drove into Cuddy's house. That's right. He drove into Cuddy's house. My Atlanta. Spoiler alert. Thank you. Spoiler alert for those of you who are waiting for it to come out on DVD, which I don't know why those are the most expensive DVDs on the market. Um. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, they might have jumped the shark there. I don't know. A little bit. <clears throat> And then he was at the beach at the end because yes. he looked he fled. Yeah. Crazy. What if he never comes back again? That would have been a fitting ending to the show. Oh, they just moved the whole show to the beach. I was just that saying, way. I was just saying, like, that's the show. Like, the show never comes back. Oh, he tried to kill <laughs> Cuddy. And then. and then it's over. I don't think he would try to kill no, I don't think he, he tried to kill her. He was just trying to get her attention. He was trying to give her the hairbrush back. Yeah. House doesn't deal with heartache well. No. So, um, but uh, but speaking of, I like, DVDs, I like to think they're a little like Steve and Derek. Wow, Derek and I mean uh, House and Cuddy, House and Wilson. Oh, House and Wilson. What are you doing? I Why? don't know. Why did you? you even? I don't know because we weren't really talking about Wilson that much. But anyhow, I really love <laughs> well, those. No, the general progression went from Sherlock to House and Wilson, and then I took it to Steve and Derek. That was okay. Well, so, and I told don't say stuff like that because you remember our conversation the other day. I do. Th- that will come out. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that'll get somebody will start TMZ will get a hold things. of it or something. Somebody will start photoshopping <laughs> things and we will be in trouble. Um, the uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's nothing more dangerous than an audience with Photoshop. Mm. Um, but no, I really I think it's a great show and I and I'm and I hope that they're on BBC America in the fall, if not PBS in the in the early spring, whenever they would air. Um, Christmas but, winter. But the thing is, you know, Chris was talking about it, and if that was on PBS in, gosh, let me see where it was at last fall. Let's take a little look. Let's do some investigation here. My thing is, if that was on PBS last fall, this past fall, in other words, and and there's not a new season coming on the BBC until this fall, that's like a year and a half between seasons. So the first one aired on July 25th. Of 2010. Mm-hmm. Second one aired a week after that. And the third one aired a week after that. Right. August 8th. And so now, here it is over a year later. And they're coming back with season two. See? That goes back to me not British understanding TV. British. I mean, I don't understand why I don't, how that... I don't I'm just looking to see when it aired on PBS. See, the DVD came out on August 30th. Yeah. So... The, the same month that the third episode aired 
Now, in the U.S., it came out in November on DVD. But that doesn't That's not mean that bad, though. But it doesn't mean that it's not. But what I'm saying is, it's over a year later that they're airing season two. Mm-hmm. That's a year. Mm-hmm. Because. I'm, because Listen, that's how it works. Not just, but no, it doesn't work that way. You know how it works? It works where you do a season of 20 to 23 episodes, and you have short hiatuses from the fall until May, and then there's yeah. a three-month break in between where things begin to come back in the fall. Uh, you were so American. I, darn skippy, sir. <laughs> darn skippy. What do you think about Benedict Cumberbatch? I'm sorry, what's that name? Sherlock Benedict Cumberbatch is that his? Is that the name of the guy who that plays is, that him? That is his name. I really like his name, Benedict Cumberbatch. Why can't I have a cool name like that? Am I too American? Steve Glosson is an awesome name. Mm, I don't know Stephen Stephen E. Glosson. Like when I watch sitcoms, that's yeah. the kind of name you see it like developed for television by mm. Stephen E. Glosson. Let's develop some things. Well, we've tried that. And yeah. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. With we people not pimping us out at Comic-Con <laughs> and other shows instead. We haven't really tried to develop. We've just talked about, wouldn't it be cool if we did? Um, this is true. The uh, Yeah, and Martin Freeman is, is John Watson. I think they're both great. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it goes back to these are two characters that are great, and that if, and if they're handled well and written well, then you know, you're going to be hard-pressed as long as the mystery is a decent one. You're going to be hard pressed not to have a good show on your hands. So, uh, props to BBC because I'm hooked. I'm ready. I'm ready for season two. Stephen Moffat yet again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Stephen Moffat, not this was not the second thing I was going to bring up to you, but I did notice in Walmart where the sixth season of Doctor Who, the first part of the sixth season, was available on DVD for like fifteen bucks. It is. Yeah, seven episodes. Yep. And uh, I've watched them now. I'm caught up on Doctor Who. Oh, hey. So. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, it just happened this week. Just this week. Just this week happened. Finally got caught up on everything. <laughs> and I got to tell you, you want to talk about a show that I think has jumped the shark. Didn't that jump the shark like, like season 30? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how they're going to bounce it's back. It's been on for 50 years. Don't I just don't know the how problem? they're going to bounce back from the revelation of like the last five minutes of the episode. Okay. That just seems kind of weird to me, the whole situation. So, a lot of unanswered questions out there. But Matt, uh, Matthew Smith and uh, Amy Pond were at a... Why did, <laughs> why did I use her fake name? Karen Gillian were at uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. At, uh, last weekend. And apparently Big Doctor Who panel. And, uh, and our friend Damien is at something where he is now... Fallen in love with Doctor Television Hill. Television Critics Association. Yeah, TCA. He's uh, he's apparently a big he's he's apparently jumping on board with the Whovians. So, what's funny to me is he's only jumping on board after seeing Sizzle Reels and interviews with them. Yeah, like he hasn't even seen it, and he's like hooked. He's going to be so confused. Well, when you when you don't jump on to season forty seven, you're you're gonna you're there are some things left to be. Uh, he needs to go back and and pick him up some Christopher Eccleston, if you ask me. So. You can go back to the first guy for the first guy, back in the fifties. Oh, way back, way back. Their fiftieth anniversary is coming up, huh? I think it's next year. Yeah, or thirteen. Maybe it's thirteen. No, it's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's 50 years. 2013. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but before we jump into the emails, the last thing I want to talk to you about, uh, Derek, is um, I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought you were trying to be silly. And then I was like, is he talking about how many doctors there are? You know how much time we waste in 2000? But, mm, but when when is it going to be okay not to throw the 2000 in? 20. 20? I, I, I say 20. You got to say 2020. I say 2013. I I just, I don't know what I say. I, mean, I don't really say 2013 because it's 2011, but I, you right. know, I say 20. I'm with you. <clears throat> I don't know what I say. I try not. I try not. I try not to have to say the year very much. I say this year. It's weird after school. You know, you don't write it anymore. I right. write it when I write checks now. Yep. You type it. Yep. Twenty oh eleven. But anyhow, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and just to kind of eleven, just to kind of get you. <laughs> so confused. Believe that. Believe. Um, that. <laughs> About a better bigger pizza. <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk to you about here was um, I, I need to I need to get a feeling for what I'm thinking I want to do, and I'm looking for guidance or um, telling me how stupid I am or something. Um, and Derek, here we are. Yeah, Derek. I think I want to. I think I want to watch all the Godzilla movies. I've done that. I've never. I've honestly. I've seen. You one, know, there are some that are lost. I've seen one or two Godzilla movies in my life. <sighs> There's some good ones to hit up. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, that's a classic. Son of Godzilla. That's a wonderful one. You think so? I hear that's pretty reviled by true Godzilla fans. It's pretty awful. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you just got to see it to say you've seen it. Right. Right. Um, Godzilla 2000. I've seen Godzilla 2000 because there's a big jellyfish in the sky in that one. I wonder how many there are. I hear what do you stand to gain by this? Nothing. Here's what happened. The other Saturday I was home, and you know how, I don't know how you are, but for me on Saturday afternoons, that's my days where I just watch whatever. If I'm at home on a Saturday afternoon, especially if it's a rainy Saturday afternoon, I'm just flipping channels, and that's when I'll watch stupid stuff that, that like I would never, ever watch any other time. Like, um, oh, I don't know, Parking Wars or... Um, you know, just random stuff. And stars had on one of the Godzilla movies. It was like Godzilla versus Mothra versus King Gurdira or something like that. There are 29. That is, I mean, Derek, right there, that's 58 hours worth of just quality man in a suit. <laughs> no, because some of them have been done since like 94. Yeah, but there's still a man in a suit in those things. Right? Or puppets. I know the old ones had a lot of puppetry. How do you feel about Godzilla? I was a big Godzilla fan. Really? Yeah. I've got several of them on DVD. Huh. See, I've really just... I, I even love the Matthew Broderick one. Hmm. I hadn't watched it since it was out in theaters, and so I can't speak to how much it sucks or anything. I remember the Taco Bell commercials. Yeah. Should, I'm going to need a bigger box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what convinced my dad he wanted a Chihuahua were the Taco Bell commercials. Oh. We regret those days. Um... <laughs> The uh, I just I, I don't know I, I don't know. want to watch this tonight now I haven't seen this in years. Well, I, last night I, I tried, remember Graham I, and I going to theaters to see this. That's awesome. Last night I tried to watch Gojira. 
Gojira. The Japanese full-on version of Godzilla, not the Americanized one with Perry Mason, mind you, but the actual, like, reading subtitles and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was just like, I've got to keep going now. And I think the next one is Godzilla Raids again. Mm-hmm. Then King Kong versus Godzilla. Really? That's after? That's the third one? So I've got to get that on. Then, then you get into Mothra. Yeah, Mothra is like a big moth. Um, what else are Mecha Godzilla. Hello. Godzilla's great. You can't go wrong with a robot. You don't, you don't have to go too far before you get to Son of Godzilla. Yeah. Which is not Godzuki, apparently. No. I've been studying up, getting ready, because I'm serious about watching Godzilla stuff. So if I come in and I'm like, if, if if you start talking and your mouth's not matching that, we're gonna have a problem. Right, forward. right. Yes, or if I'm over expressive with my uh, size and um, and and my nonverbal communication. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. That's what they do. But anyhow, so I just I wanted to swing that by you and see what you thought. Keep me keep me posted. I will. I will do that. Maybe maybe we could watch some together. Maybe one day we could be friends. Maybe one <laughs> Just wanted to mold my way into your inbox. Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, let's uh, real quick, Derek, jump into some emails. Derek, just Jump because back. <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> Got the email. Yeah. Send it um, This is a kind of a long one by Tim, and so I'm not going to read the We whole. never did come to a realization about your avatar, did we? No, we never did. Okay. Um, probably it'll be James Brown. Um, ah! Hey! Uh, is there a James Brown Muppet? We shall find I'll find out. Um, this comes from Tim. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he's talking about um, Batman Arkham City and the stuff he's really excited about uh, with Arkham City coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, that's an Xbox, That's a, or not an Xbox game, but it's a video game that's going to be, I guess it's across all the platforms. And uh, thanks to you, Derek, I was able to play Arkham Asylum. I gave you that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And really, really loved it. That was one of the most fun times I had playing a video game, and some that was a previously loved edition. Um, how did you? How do you feel about uh, Arkham City coming out? Looks cool with what you've seen. He I'm goes, sure it'll be about the same, just with new people. Yeah, he, you can play as Robin. Do what now? You can play as Robin. You can play as Robin. Apparently. Um, he said there was a leaked shot from Comic-Con that Nightwing will be present in some fashion. I think... I thought Robin could have Nightwing costume. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. He said there's some... Con- he said um, they've got new images for Riddler, Penguin, Solomon... Solomon Grundy. He just wants pants. Solomon Grundy wants pants. Um, and at a Comic-Con, got a reveal of Talia al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we know Catwoman's going to be in there as a... Harley. Player. Is Harley Quinn going to be in it? Well, he gives another... He gives a whole list here. Uh, Joker, Harley Quinn, Two-Face, Black Mask, Calendar Man, Mr. Freeze, 
uh, Zaz, Poison Ivy, Bane, Killer Croc. Killer Crocs? Man, that was a hard level. Oh, when you're running over when the planks? Have, yes, and and he just pops out of nowhere, and you got to fight and not fall I had a dream rules. like that once. Um, and then Hugo Strange, of course. Uh, he says, the reason I'm emailing all this is, is what other villains would you like to see in this game in future installments? I, I don't know. I mean, he, they're all listed there, if you ask me. They hit most of them up. I know. Would you go Riddler, Penguin, Solomon, Grundy, Talia, Al Ghul, Joker, Harley Quinn, Two-Face, Black Mask, uh, on down to Killer Croc? I think you've got Mose of the Batman. I, I guess you could throw two Firefly in there. Yeah, Two-Face. You, had, you had Joker in the first one. Yeah. And like I guess I guess you could throw the Firefly in there. Um, who's very... I mean, you're, you're pretty much banging on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robin's costume looks weird. I haven't seen... Is it the like the red bra, like the long pants and everything? Yeah, but it looks like Chris O'Donnell's suit from forever, but with a hoodie and, a ca- and the cape yeah. and a hoodie. Yeah, that's... Uh, I think that's kind of what's in the comics recently, isn't it? Uh, but he goes on to ask. He says, "He says, would, he says, now that Batman's had a blockbuster game or two, what about Superman?" Um, he said, uh, "Superman video game. What would you think a good Superman video game would be?" I had high hopes for Returns. I did too, and it ended up being a little too repetitive for my taste. Um, and well, the it was controls just stupid. Were I mean, what were, those creatures were stupid and right. everything. I, but, you know, the flying was fun. Yeah. The flying was a lot of fun. That was really the only thing it had going for it was the flying. Yeah. The controls were really... I know on the Xbox were kind of hard to get the hang of. No, I had it on PlayStation 2. Were hard to get a hang of for me. Like, it was just so many weird little... I don't know. It was a lot to remember. But, um... I think it's, you know, I think with a Superman game, you've got to, I think one of the things with Batman is you come in as Batman and you've got all your stuff pretty much, you know, and you gain a few gadgets here and there along the way. Um, but with Superman, you got to come in full powered and, and have, you know, genuine threats that, that threaten. I like the health meter aspect of Returns because it was Metropolis's health that you had to watch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so not your own. Because and that kind of went to the invincibility of Superman. Um, <clears throat> it, even though you were free to go all around Metropolis, it felt very confined. Again, it was just so repetitive. Everything looked the same. Everything felt the same. With, with Batman Arkham Asylum, you had a world that though you were on the grounds of Arkham, everything had a distinct look to it. Every it was area vast. was very distinct. Yeah, it felt very big. And um, and so I think with Superman, you've got to have that same freedom like you had in uh, the Spider-Man 2 video game where you're all over New York, you know, and you and, and if you, for me at least, if there was something like, oh, i got to remember this is over here, it'd take me forever to go back and find it because I'm not very good at video games anyway. But, um, you know, it just, you, you've got to have the feeling that you're free, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it probably needs to almost be... If you could do worldwide, you almost need to be worldwide with it. Um, yeah, because I hated hitting that wall in Superman where you would fly up until yeah. you finally just. Yep. Until you until it was just like topped oh, out. Yeah, you're still flying. You're still flying. You're still flying, but you're not really going anywhere. Um, 
the uh, uh, you know there's some cool threats that Superman could fight. Of course, you know you think of Doomsday, you think of Zod, you think of Brainiac, Parasite. Uh, you could even throw Mongol in there, um, but I don't know. As far as just a story goes, Bizarro, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a game developer, and I just know when I like it and when I don't. I guess. Hmm. Those who can't critique, Derek. Okay. I'm. So, what? What would be? I mean, when in Rome. But I don't understand. Uh, Randy Skull emailed us asking us about Flashpoint that apparently uh, Lionel Luther has made an appearance in Flashpoint. I well, this don't, is, this I is don't the, even touch. I haven't, yeah, I haven't read. I'm so lost. Yeah. Flashpoint is, for those of you who don't know, the, the Flashpoint is the current uh, big crossover, apparently time-ending crossover uh, that's going on in, D, in the DC Universe right now as they lead up to their big reboot in very soon, right? September. September, so not not far away now. Um, I'll actually finally have a copy of Action Comics number one. <laughs> With Superman in his little red cape and his jeans. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that looks horrible. Mm-hmm. I know this is your safe place to geek out, but I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, everyone that's like... Run away! I gotta tell you, and everyone that's geeking out over this armor on Superman, why does Superman need armor? He's Superman. Moving on. Anyhow... I didn't, realize, I didn't realize I was that passionate about That's it. I fine. apologize. <laughs> didn't realize I was that you passionate. see him right now. He's red. I'm pretty He's hot. like Red Hulk. Um, one, one more. Well, two more. Um, hey, uh, Rich, Rich sent us an email about the uh, Xbox thing that, you, that, that, that they revealed at Comic-Con, the Star Wars Xbox that I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's pretty cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Jay Shepard, Jovial Jay Shepard, uh, sent this in. Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Me uh, season one when it was funny, and then right. it became not funny. And you know, Bar- you know Barney is played by Neil Patrick Harris, correct? Isn't that who Barney is? NPH. Yeah. Uh, in, in response to the Karate Kid episode from a few weeks ago, he's like, this is one of my favorite uh, uh, Barneyisms on the Karate Kid. Uh, apparently this is... This is Barney talking. Hey, The Karate Kid's a great movie. It's the story of a hopeful young karate enthusiast whose dreams and moxie take him all the way to the All-Valley Karate Championship. Of course, sadly, he loses in the final round to the nerd kid, but he learns an important lesson about gracefully accepting defeat. Lily stops his wait. When you watch The Karate Kid, you're actually, you actually root for that mean blonde boy? And he said, no, I root for the skinny loser from New Jersey who barely even knows karate. Then I watch karate. When I watch Karate Kid, I root for the... For the Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence from the Cobra Kai Dojo. Get your head out of your butt, Lily. So, Jay, I guess I should have got the sound clip of that. I bet it would have been funny. That's okay. Delivered by you you did well. Thank you. Um, I don't really watch How I Met Your Mother, but apparently they make a lot of... um, of, uh, (laughs) See, I think MPH is funny, but I don't think he's funny on that show. Hmm. And I don't understand why the guy sounds like he does now, but in a few years he sounds like Bob Saget. I, I don't understand. <laughs> Is that Bob Saget doing the... Bob Saget narrates the show. Cool. What but called- Ted, who... Bob Saget is Ted in the future, yeah. but now he just... But the guy that plays Ted in the show, I, I don't know. 
Derek, finally, uh, this is this is an email that I wanted to address, get your thoughts on, and uh, and share my thoughts on, as well as uh, someone else's thoughts here. Uh, this is from Scott. He says, Steve, in parentheses, and Derek. Um, oh, I'm in parentheses. Yeah, you're just a, that's you don't put Derek. Nobody puts Derek in parentheses. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. That's right. Um, Nobody puts Derek in front He says, I'm ashamed I haven't dropped you a line sooner. Having Geek Out Loud back uh, on Steve my- that takes my hand and we do the whole take my breath away. <laughs> no, no, it's I had the time of my life. I know, but before that, okay. Take my breath away We, we can top do the gun. actual scene if you want to. Take, take my breath away as Top Gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, uh, hey, But I knew that with that song was right there. Yeah, I hear you. Um, he says, I'm ashamed I hadn't dropped you a line sooner. Having the Geek Out Loud back on my podcast or on my iPod is quite a delight. Can't say I've been geeking out about much, but I can say, um, but I can listen to you guys. <laughs> but I can listen to you guys Sorry. talk about anything. I uh, can always count on you guys for a laugh. The Sterical on Robin was one for the record books. The number one thing I've been geeking about is community. I want to say that Derek has posted some community-related things, but I can't be sure. Don't know if you've ever seen the show, Steve, but I think it's easily the best comedy going right now. Derek, community. You love it. It took me so long to get you to watch it, and then you hated it. Well, no, I watched it from the pilot. Like I, I was there on the Thursday night watching the pilot, and I warmed up to the show by the end of the first season. Um but I didn't watch it. Like when the Halloween episode came around, I was like, maybe. I mean, oh with the Abed dress Batman, up as Batman. Yes, yeah. I said, maybe that'll t- bring him in. And still, not really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch any of the second season. Uh, I love the season finale last season of the, or the first season, the paintball. And I, and I understand they did that the second season as well. That wasn't the finale, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever the finale was. That was one of the last ones. Yeah. Of um, season one, but it wasn't the finale. But, um,. You know, they, they, I love the, I love Abed. I love, I really enjoy the show, but I just never, this last season, I just didn't watch it. And there's a lot of reasons why. But you kept up with it. Mm. You did. Mm-hmm. And funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear, I see people raving about it all the time. I mean, any show that's really hoping for an Emmy nomination and on their first day back shooting season three, there's a giant banner welcoming back to the set that says, welcome, receiver of zero Emmy Awards community. <laughs> I mean, they just have so much fun with themselves. You got to love it. You got to love it. So uh, He says, I do have a Star Wars challenge for you, Steve. I can't stand Doctor Who, uh, so I definitely recommend Clone Wars over it. However, but I, I, I can't stand Doctor Who. <laughs> right, you need to understand. Derek hates Doctor Who as well. But um, can't, can't stop, stop watching. watching. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he says, "I stopped watching Clone Wars after the second season." I heard uh, Jimmy Mack from the Force Cast and yourself talk about how kids respond to the show and connect to the characters. Here's my beef: the heroes that these kids looking are looking up to, they grow up to essentially be the two most despicable people in the galaxy. Palpatine equals Stalin, uh, or Stalin. And Stalin. Okay. Anna, I don't. Sorry. And <laughs> Anakin e- equals Hitler. Uh, Jason, uh, again from the Force Cast, talks often about how he was able to look up to Luke and how that meant, and how much that meant to his childhood. I can't watch the Clone Wars anymore because I see that the heroes being marketed to kids become evil. I had my childhood heroes, and if I grew up, found out they were evil, I'd imagine I'd be ticked off. My challenge to you is to convince me to overcome this obstacle. You spend a lot of time with kids. How do you reconcile this? 
For some reason, I never put it together. I had the revelation around Halloween last year when I saw the costumes on display. At the time, I was anxious for the Season 2 Blu-ray to be released, but seeing the costumes stopped me dead in my tracks. Would love to hear your perspective. Maybe you think I should ask the Forcecast too? Hmm? No, uh, I really see where he's coming from, from on this because my thing with the Clone Wars is... How does the Clone Wars end? Because we've already had the movies. I think the Clone so I don't feel like there's going to be a fitting end to the series. Well, there's there's been a lot of discussion about from fans of the show about what could be. I honestly think the Clone Wars is going to end with Anakin and Obi Wan flying to Coruscant to open up Revenge of the Sith. I'm sure it will. You know, watch but out. I don't really feel like that's a Anakin. Watch out for those yellow words. Um. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know, um, no, but I really, I, I, I think that is a fitting end. And the other thing that people have said is it could spill over into because it's called the Clone Wars, but right now we're just seeing the Clone War, and and you wonder if maybe there's a little bit after the Empire has been formed in Revenge of the Sith that maybe for a year or two after. There's a lot of cleanup that goes on, and maybe you have some clones that don't do Order 66, or maybe you have uh, some people start up a small resistance, you know, and, and so you have the second clone war, uh, essentially, where the clones are the bad guys, for sure. Um, his whole thing is like a moral dilemma, though. I understand. I'm just, it kind of relate. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that, well, here's my, here's my take on it as far as his moral dilemma goes, I mean, you can talk about where the Clone Wars going because there's characters that, you know... Well, I mean, I, I, that was kind of where I was pulling from. It's yeah. like, we know how it ends. They, they're going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But we also know how that ends. You know? And I think that's the key, is is you can't just say... A lot of people... The tendency for a lot of fans is to take the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy and separate the two as though they're two completely different things when really it's one full story. And and the story ends with the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. And and so I think what you've got is a great... 80-year-old asthmatic. <laughs> I think what you've got is a great way to to show kids, you know, look, here is... Here's a guy who was doing good, who was doing right, but he made all the wrong choices and at, at one point in his life or a couple of points in his life made these wrong choices and look where it led. But even when he messed up, guess what? There was a chance for him to be redeemed, but it did it messed up his opportunity. You know, him and him and Luke worked their father son issues out and everything, but you know, they didn't have time to enjoy that, you know, because he he essentially was dead because he burned him. Right. No, that was Obi. Uh, yeah, well, he was dead. He had to burn him. That's how they buried him. He burned him. Vader, right? Because he was dead. You said that was Obi Wan, right? But I, I got confused. He burned Qui Gon, right? Um, Why didn't Qui Gon disappear? We've had that conversation yeah, we have. before. <clears throat> we have. Uh, I actually reached out to James Arnold Taylor, who is the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi on the Clone Wars. And, uh, well, I'm just saying, I did to see what he thought, to see what someone. <laughs> Anyhow, this is this was James's. Um, I hate you. This was James's uh, response. He said, "I think it would be a strange thing to compare Anakin to Hitler, in as far as I don't I don't remember um, Hitler killing uh, Stalin or Stalin. Why do I keep saying Stalin? 
I don't remember Hitler, Hitler killing Stalin and uh, oh, phone died. Uh, and and save the world or galaxy. I would also suggest that the show itself is not teaching that Anakin is evil, but rather showing uh, all that was good in him before his transformation and brainwashing to the dark side. It indeed shows that he is constantly pulled, but isn't that what uh, what happens to people all the time? And at times, do we not walk away from from good only to find that we are uh, having to seek redemption? You cannot look at Anakin Skywalker as a fully developed character without looking at the entire series of films and shows. And to say that the show is only about those two, Anakin and Palpatine, as role models is simply wrong. Uh, I, of course, can't help but bring up the one character who stays uh, stays as a through line throughout every part, Obi-Wan, who also has his faults, but his truest fault isn't one at all. Uh, he believes that Anakin will, in the end, do the right thing. He believes that the Force is true. He believes that if you stay the course, in the end, uh, all things will come together. And he is mentored by a character that is the even greater role model, Yoda, who I don't think I even need to go into. Uh, but let's also look at who the kids relate to, Rex. I've been on the floor of uh, Celebration 5 uh, hearing passing conversations with adults and kids all talking about how Rex is their favorite character. Rex is uh, one of the clone commanders. And they say they want to be him. He is a character of integrity. And in a time when we are also at war, he is a great role model for uh, the strong, of the strong male figure, fighting no matter what without flinching, or, uh, without flinching for what is right. Now, all that said, I too have issues with what is put in our children's head and about the fact that so many of them love the dark side and want to be bad guys when they play Star Wars. Not as a cop-out, but I suppose it's the same old, you know, it's the, the, uh, I suppose that it's as old as time. It was cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians before this. Uh, but, it, but it's still a concern and somewhat being neglected. I feel by Lucasfilm, I wish they were better at that, and I try to put my two cents in when I can. Uh, the thing I would stress is that each episode is to be a life lesson and to teach morals, right and wrong, that ultimately the path of the dark side leads to destruction. Even though Anakin ultimately destroys the Emperor, he also loses himself and his life and humanity in the process, but indeed his spirit in the end is there for Luke, whose life he saved when he killed Stalin. I mean, the Emperor. I do know that Dave Filoni works extremely hard to make sure that, they are, uh, that there are good morals in each episode and to truly craft the tragedy of the entire story of Star Wars into the show. Uh, he is better versed than anyone I know except for maybe George. Um, so... You know, uh, that's that's James Arnold Taylor's response, Scott. My and and I kind of come along the same lines is that you got to take the whole story uh, from from Phantom Menace to Jedi. Phantom Menace coming out in 3D in February, by the way. Um, and 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 I think it opens up a neat door of opportunity. If you've got kids and you're willing to talk Star Wars with your kids, whoa, what's going on over there, man? You okay? My sweet seat just squeaks a little bit. Sorry. It sounds like you fail. Oh, I, got, I was <laughs> worried. Uh, you know, if you've got, <laughs> if you, nobody puts Derek in the floor, nobody puts Derek in the floor. If you've got kids that, that are willing to sit around and talk Star Wars, Clone Wars with you, then it's an awesome open door to begin to talk about choices and decisions we make. You know, I, I know several kids who understand that Anakin becomes Darth Vader, and while they like Anakin in the Clone Wars, they're not. They don't really like Darth Vader. You know, and they and they're Luke fans when it comes to the original trilogy. So. I think, I think that, you kids are all thinking about this way too much in my personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Five years. What show did you do for five years? We analyzed it. Anyhow. But um, I didn't analyze it. Like, I feel really bad like a Lex because he's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, but Lex was never put. I see what he's saying because, you know, he thinks. No, I understand. I'm not. I'm not know, trying to make fun. Um, 
and it's, I'm just looking at the clock and going, "Wow, that's a heck of a co- of a discussion." For <laughs> Uh, so they Scott, really made something out of that. Anyhow, Scott, that never even entered into my mind. I, well, I've never thought about it either. See, I like it because it makes me think deeper. Right. I've never thought about it either until I got the email from Scott, and um, and I just I really like the point he raised. You know, and it's it's an interesting thing that I've not really thought of because I just watch as a fan. I'm like, that looks so cool. That's so neat. Oh, I see how this ties into this, and this is so cool tying to this. And uh, and he's like, well, let me get very. Metaphysical. I wonder, when you you know all these people now. You know like three people from that show, right? I know one person from that show. <laughs> when are we writing an episode? Oh, I don't know. Let me let me work on that, Derek. Can you put some feelers out there? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. We need an agent first, so get us. I, I, well, I got that locked. I'm in the WGA. Well, just okay. we, you just need to. All right. We need to do something. All right. Well, we'll we'll try to make that happen, Captain. Maybe you should I'm, catch up I'm on the show kidding. so you can know you what's need, going on. You need to email him back and just be like, "Look, this needs to happen." I'm not, he, dude. I'm not going to use him to be like that way. I'm not. You use me for everything. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm not Loki to your Thor. Speaking of which, that's a great transition. <laughs> 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 we uh, we started last episode talking about uh, some summer movies with with Green Lantern. We're going to try to squeeze two into one here. Um, as we talk about the Marvel movies that have been released this summer, uh, particularly Mighty Avengers, no, not yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> particularly Thor and Captain America. They um, are both Avengers. They are now. both Avengers. Uh, Captain America being the first Avenger. In fact, the full title of Captain America is Captain America: colon, The First Avenger. So uh, Thor is just Thor. Only in America, though. Yeah, Thor is just uh, Thor, Thor from carrying that hammer around. Um, good. He could have been the Mighty Thor. His arms really Thor. Yeah, I expect a sequel. If they do a Thor sequel, it'll be the Mighty Thor. They are doing a Thor sequel. Okay, not the Avengers, mind you. No, after the Avengers, okay. they're doing yeah. another Thor film. Well, cool. Um, let's start off with Thor, because it was the first one released. Uh, Thor. Derek, what'd you, what'd you think of Thor, man? It was terrible. Are you being serious? Yeah, I hated it. I don't know what the writers were thinking, but they sucked. Are you being serious right now? No, I, I didn't think Thor. you were. Ash, yeah, I liked Thor. Yeah, Thor was Thor was really good. I thought Thor was, was a, a surprise for me. I was never been a never a big Thor fan. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I Thor was. I've I've always enjoyed Thor when he fights the Hulk in the comics. Yeah, you would. Um, yeah, because I'm a big Hulk fan. Mm-hmm. But um, the Hulk could knit, and you would like that. I would, oh, that would be awesome. Uh, he gets mad. Little, he gets mad because he messes How up his he count. <laughs> <laughs> he messes up his count on his loops, and he gets all mad. Just rips oh. it to shreds. Like, oh, Hulk must start again. Um, I but I was very much taken like a big Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> A big green Eeyore. Hulk smash. Um, I just, I, I, reading the comics, he always kind of, you know, had this place with me, and I'm like, yeah, I like him, okay. And I've got a lot more Thor comics than I thought I did, um, based on like some guest appearances he did, and, and, and just some, I don't know why I was reading Thor, but I've always, I've never disliked the character, but when they said they were making a Thor movie, I really was kind of concerned as to how they were going to pull this off and make it watchable. Um, and I feel I'm not going to say watchable, how they were going to make it fit into this mold that they had created with 
Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. Sure, yeah, yeah. To fit into an Avengers film. Well, because for for Thor, you've got to have you've got to have the whole Asgard thing, but you also have to have Earth, you know, and and how do you get how do you reconcile having a movie set in either one or the other? You know, and I think that was the big question leading into it. Um and and I thought they pulled off really well how they did how they how they how you jump back and forth between Asgard and Earth and mm-hmm. and you get to see Thor in his glory in Asgard and then and then uh for those of you who don't know the story is basically he screws up and gets, you know, banished from Asgard and um to Earth and he's powerless and trying to figure out how he's gonna go from there. And um gosh, when dude, when he busts into the shield uh bunker thing they've got set up around that hammer mm-hmm. man good stuff it was it all was, the casting on this film was perfect yes yes uh natalie portman what's the guy's name the goodwill hunting professor guy that's in this no uh, that plays eric yeah no uh, is it yeah his name's eric right stellan um stellan skarsgard 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 those the yep yep guys need to do his name. Um, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Uh, I, 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 I enjoy who him. our avatars need to be. The little the little mousy friend of uh, of of Natalie Portman who was there mainly for comic relief was I thought just the right touch of comic relief, you know, without being too much too goofy kind of thing. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner as uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Um, what a cool cameo that was. Clint huh? Barton, excuse Clint me. Clint Barton, yeah. What a cool cameo that was when he just passes over the gun for the uh for the bow. And his the I mean, he really kinda had the line of the movie when when he's like, You need I'm to let starting me know if, to root for him. Yeah, I'm starting to root for him. You need to let me know if I need to take this shot or not, because I'm starting to root for him. Um Did were you sold on the character of Thor through this movie or mm-hmm. yeah. Chris Hemsworth. I mean Oh my gosh. Perfect. He's, I, I saw someone talk about how he was too ripped. Like when they saw that, because one of the first pictures that was released was him in the rain, like going for the hammer that's in the ground. Too ripped. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know how. How is that possible? Oh my gosh! If I could have biceps like that, I guess I could. If I were willing to work, you do, man. Steve. If I were willing to work for biceps like that, <laughs> yeah, mine are just a little more moldable, <laughs> and they flap in the wind. Um, <laughs> There's a great moment in Shoot 175 where Steve's wearing an unbuttoned shirt and the wind comes and he breaks out some Michael Jackson. Um, I mean, I guess it's not actually in 175. No, but we've got video of that somewhere, though, don't we? uh, It might be in the outtakes for all I know. Oh, we uh, we need to look that. If it's not, then we've got a lot of posting we need to be doing once that comes out. Well, that's the thing. When you sit down and figure out, and there's probably about 15 or 16 hours worth of footage. Yeah. There. <laughs> that we have to trim down into eighty or ninety yeah, minutes. It's crazy. I can't. I couldn't imagine actually doing a movie, a real movie. Um, well, really, that's actually fifteen, sixteen hours. We just let. We just talked the entire weekend. That's so. right. Uh, the um, the you of course you had the coda at the end, which was really explained. Some of that was explained in Captain America. Um, <laughs> You have a hard time figuring out where Thor and Captain... Where they cross over? 
Yeah. How do you mean? Um. So when did that become back in the possession? That, yeah, I think that's going to be one of those things that's answered through some dialogue in the Avengers. Because at the end of Captain America, it starts finds it. Did yeah, they did find it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, and see, and Stark worked real closely with Shield in the early days, so I imagine that's where it came from. It fits in really well with the whole Iron Man two thing with yeah. the the Shield. Yep. Uh, yep. That was Captain America Shield. Mm-hmm. Give me that. I've been looking for that. That's exactly what I need. Yeah, yeah. Or you can tell it was like some type of prototype or something at least. Well, and you had mentioned. I remember when we saw Iron Man two, you were like, I thought he was going to make the element was going to be vibranium. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I really did. That's when I got stoked. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's about to use vibranium or something like that. And um, of course, he made his own element in Iron Man two. But uh, to hear them actually say it's a vibranium shield. Mm-hmm. Was just that's I was, all there is in the world. Yeah, I was glad to I was glad to know that. Which and she shot him. Which real? <laughs> we don't. Are, are we through talking about Thor? No, um, I, I, I just the the overall they ca- crossover the, more they, than any of the other films do. They really do. They really do. Um, except for maybe Hulk and the first Iron Man. Um, just because yeah, I don't Tony, know about the first just Iron because Man. Tony Stark blatantly being there in the in the um in the movie um huh in hulk tony stark was blatantly in hulk it wasn't a coda oh i see what you're saying they moved it to before the credits um but i, I, don't, I was gonna say if anything iron man 2 has more to do with this than iron man 1 but oh, i see sure, what you're saying sure. uh i thought the I, I the the one thing about thor that really i enjoyed was the characterization of loki wasn't there a, a bit in the Incredible Hulk, the I'm alternate sorry. opening with the Captain America shield? There, there was. Well, it's actually Captain America. Uh, there's an alternate opening where he goes up to the Arctic to shoot himself. Right. I remember he, seeing it, but I don't remember actually seeing. It's really hard to see. Like, you've got to pause it at just the right time, and you can see the outline of a body in the ice. And I'm it's, Googling like, blue, it. and you can kind of see a shield a little bit. So... Um, so that's where he was? Yeah, but at the same time, it does because it wasn't because it didn't make it into the movie proper. I see the shield. There yeah, it is. It, it because it didn't make it into the movie proper. It could very you know it doesn't have to be. It could just be that they found this thing or the Hulk. You know maybe Hulk did go up there and mess around. Um, mess around. Mess around. Uh, jump back. Uh, the uh, no the characterization of Loki and Thor I thought was great because he never winked at the camera. You know, he never like. You know, a lot of times when you've got a villain that's the villain that's that's playing that's supposed to be that everyone thinks is not the villain. You know what I'm saying? There's always that moment where the camera what? link. Okay, in most movies where you have a villain that everyone else thinks is actually a good guy, the way they did with Loki and Thor, um, there's always that moment where the camera lingers on them and they give that sinister smile. They never do that with Loki in this movie. Um, you you're kind of if you don't know you're kind of left questioning what you really what you really think of him and his motives until everything kind of comes out in the open and i really dug that because it's like who is the bad guy here you know what's going on and um, the frost giant right but i'm i'm talking about loki who is, I, I who is I know, the ultimate bad you, you are giving me a hard time and you're keeping us from being able to talk about everything we need to talk about it's hurting Sorry. our feelings <laughs> Um, 
I'm just saying, I like Sorry. Loki. I like the characterization of Loki. Don't ever put me in parentheses. And <laughs> nobody puts Derek in parentheses. <laughs> I'm glad I came up with that, by the way. I'm happy with myself. Um, the uh, the I was kind of surprised, though. I don't know. Like, my whole thing with them doing Avengers movie and Thor being there, it's like, that means you're going to have to really figure out how Thor got to Earth. With the did a perfect of, job of that. In Avengers? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I see. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm saying that at the you end. You're thinking the whole time the bridge has been broken. So yeah. How did he, right. But obviously Loki just kind of fell. And, Loki and fell into the, into the void. In, the portal being closed. And when you see in the coda, Stellan Skarsgård, um, his reflection in the glass, it's Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of plays into some stuff that J. J. Michael Straczynski was doing in his Thor run where these gods were actually embodying humans in a way. The same the way that Thor did for so long in the character of Donald Blake and later Eric Masterson. They're all scrolls. <laughs> They're all scrolls. <laughs> Apparently, scrolls are going to play a big part in the uh, season two of the Avengers cartoon. But anyhow, um, so I, I mean, I really enjoyed Thor. I, I mean, it, it's something we could talk more in depth about. Um, Seen it twice now, and just <clears throat> absolutely. I'm it. really looking forward to it coming out on Blu-ray. I really, really am because I just want to watch it again. Um, but I think so far for me. I'd, and Derek, I'm, again, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but for me, the movie that has taken the cake this summer has been Captain America. <sighs> Just shocked at how much I, how much fun I had, and I'm so glad because I was really worried because you know it, you made no bones about it that though you were looking forward to it, you weren't like super stoked for it. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't too crazy about Chris Evans in yeah. another comic book role. Yep, I. I thought they were going to go really cheesy with Red Skull mm-hmm. and the war. And and I was talking to, you know, Will Goodman yeah. the other day. And he was like, not only is it a cool superhero movie, it's also a cool World War II movie. Yeah, it's it's a really neat take on a World War II movie. So, just, so much so that I want to, I want him to go back and do more World War II cap stories. I felt like a kid. Yeah. Yep. Like Joe, I, I felt like a, that's one of the few times I've actually felt like a kid in the theater. Yeah. And they they were able to pull in so many the old the the, the classic looking costume, mm-hmm. yep. Him punching Hitler, yes, 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 on the cover. I've punched I've, Hitler. I've, I've punched times. Hitler over two hundred times. Yeah, over two hundred I mean, times. Just, That's a great moment. I had I I was grinning throughout most of the movie. They, it was, but let me tell you something. Yes, for as much as I smiled and wanted to clap, mm-hmm. and several like I, there were several times where I just wanted to like start clapping. Mm-hmm. Like there was just some great moments, like and the two in Thor when when the defender has knocked out Thor and the, and the hammer comes the de- back the and destroyer. he you know uh, resuits. Yeah, the destroyer does that. The destroyer. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to like stand up. Yeah, that at was that a point. great moment. But <sighs> there there were so many of those mo- kind of many moments in Captain America. Yes. But for all of those great moments that there were, that was one of the most depressing endings to a film. Yes. Like, yes. I wanted to tear up. Yeah, it was so... But how else can you do it? You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. And when you're talking about, you know, back in the 60s when Captain America first came back, you were talking about someone who'd been frozen for 20 years. 
And so the people who would have been alive and during his time would still, they were going to be older, they're still alive. Even when they go to the 90s, and you have in the early 90s Captain America movie, you know, you can, it's believable that the people who are around, they're still, they're going to be old, but they may still be around. When you hit 2011, there's so much less of a chance of that happening, and it's such a more bleak, man-out-of-time story. That's what I'm saying. And it was yeah, just... it is, yeah, it is very, very sad. You mentioned Chris Evans and how you didn't want to see him in another comic book role, but didn't he do a great job? I forgot he was Chris Evans. He yes. was Steve Rogers. Yes. And I think that's key. It's like he, and I saw so many interviews with this guy where he's like, you know, we took it seriously. You know, and, and like he talked about having to really pull back his wisecracking and everything because that's not who Steve Rogers is. And, and that, see, when I saw Green Lantern, that was just Ryan Reynolds pretending yep. to be Hal Jordan. Yeah. He was yeah. not Hal Jordan. Yeah. And, and that, that wasn't Chris Evans. That was Steve Rogers. Yep. Yep. He, oh my gosh. So good. It was so, and the fact that because Steve Rogers would, like, he was perfectly happy doing the USO thing, you know, doing the bond, you know, trying to get people to buy bonds and stuff and doing and putting on the shows because if that was how he was going to serve his country, that's how he was going to serve his country. You now, know? I've heard a lot of people say that liking this movie is drinking the Kool Aid. Really? And I don't get it. Uh, no, at I, all. I think that's just people I trying think to somebody be just, saying they like Green Lantern would be drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> That's just someone who who is living in denial. And that is some potent Kool-Aid, whatever they're drinking, the because thing, I just really was just impressed. Yeah. Well, and with I think both of these films. And I actually. think with you, someone like you who, you know, we talked months ago when like the first teaser came out and you're like, yeah, you know, and you were you weren't like dogging it, but it was just like I didn't care because right. I didn't grow up on Captain America. Exactly. And, I knew the story, I knew the origin enough to, you know, be a Marvel fan and know those things, but I just didn't care. Yes. And then um, and, and to have it I mean, this is care. kind of yeah this is kind of a big one eighty for you, you know? like I want to go back and read Captain America now. Yep, yep. At I, this stage, yeah, it's it. The whole thing, the like I say, it it left me wanting more World War II Cap stories. You know, I want to see a movie about them taking down every single Hydra base that they take down. You know, rather than a montage, uh, which I thought they handled really oh, well. They did. That it was handled very well because. Well, I know you've seen the 90s Captain America, or have you? The animated series? No, uh, that went straight to VHS, the movie that went straight to VHS. Oh, yeah. Um, with the Ricardo <laughs> Montalban wannabe as, as Red Skull. You know, the thing about that Captain America is he gets the super soldier serum, he turns into Captain America, he goes on one mission, and he's frozen. And so when he's thawed out, it's like it's just kind of a continuation of his original mission, you know? Um only it's you know fifty years later. It's here, been years since I've seen that. Here, you really get the whole. This is someone who spent years fighting in this war. You know this. Is, you know at least a year or two in in the trenches with these guys, building a team. You know, being the guy he needed to be, and so that when he was gone, he was legitimately missed. And uh, you know, and it wasn't just one mission and out. And that he and the Red Skull really had kind of a arch nemesis thing going on, and um, I dug it. I absolutely dug it. I dug the fact that they used Captain America and his squad to go after this 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 Hydra organization because you know it was too advanced to send just you know to fight with conventional warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm like I, I'm like you, the Red Skull. 
was amazing. Like that, the the prosthetic makeup they used, and the the whole lead up to him finally revealing his face. Yeah, you know where he'd have to adjust the adjust the mask a little bit here and there, was just really cool. There were a few there were a few little nods to stuff in this movie because of the connections with Stark and that sort of thing. The world. That's my only was probably my only complaint is I felt like the whole Stark thing was almost overdone. Thought it was a little forced. Eh, a little bit. Yeah. I also didn't really like the guy that was playing him. Really. Mm. I I didn't have a problem. I liked it. I liked it okay. I liked it okay. I guess. Um, that you, but you had the World Expo that we see in Iron Man Two. Um, at the World Expo, there was yeah. A, I thought now that was pretty cool. Yeah, at at the World Expo, there is a look for you can look for him. the The original Human Torch is actually there. Um, there's a a display with it's called the Synthetic Man, and it's like a mannequin. It looks from a distance, it looks like a mannequin in a red suit. Um. In, uh, I saw that. Yeah, that is that is the original Human Torch. Um, it was a it was an android that lit up, you know. <laughs> and uh, and he actually fought side by side with Captain America and the Submariner in the Invaders and in the team they called the Invaders. Um, and so that was pretty that was pretty cool, I guess. Do, 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 yeah. do. <laughs> uh, also, did you notice? Uh, and I noticed it mostly on the train in the train sequence. The dude who was in like the big, uh, he had all. I don't want to say armor because that's going to make it sound too Iron Manny. But for lack of a better expression, he was in the big armor with the big guns. When he got ready to shoot, it was the repulsor ray sound, like Iron Man does when he goes. Yeah, to fire. I guess kind of. Yeah, yeah. like a. Beep. Um, that was my sound effect. Very good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, and oh, uh, Arnim Zola, the little guy that was kind of like Red Skull's uh, yeah. assistant. The the when they first introduce him, you see his face on a screen of some mm-hmm. sort. Arnim Zola mm-hmm. in the comics, that's what he looks like. He's he's like a android, and his face is on a television screen. Oh, yeah, they made several good little nods. Yeah, it was, it was so well done. Joe Johnston did a phenomenal job, but here's the thing that, that, that I want to say about Captain America, and I want everyone to hear me say it, and you can feel free to disagree with me if you want to, Derek. Um, best score of the summer. As far as... Superhero or otherwise? Yeah, superhero. Well, he actually had a theme. He, thank you. It, he's the first superhero movie in a long time. And I and I I guess you could count Superman Returns if you want to, but honestly, since Batman, to have a new theme for and by Batman I mean Tim Burton's first Batman in eighty nine, to have a no, theme for a superhero. Bell has a theme. Yeah, but it's so obscure in that mu like it's not it's two notes. It's dun, dun, and I'm not dogging it. I love the I love both Batman scores. Don't get me wrong. And and I and what we, what where do you, what were you just hum- what was that? Dun, dun. That's the that Batman not, theme from Bell. No, yes, not. it is. When he you go back and you watch when he's freaking standing on a building. That's what plays. Dun, yeah. Yeah, but that's not his theme. Hey man, that's hey. not his. Here, hold on a second. Hey, hey man, because I might have to unplug the headphones. And what you're are gonna you going to play? Come through. What are you going to do? You, to what track do you want me to pull up? You're not listening to me. That right there. Bum, bum, 
That's Batman. But listen, listen. You didn't let it get to the point where it goes, Dumb, yeah. <laughs> you didn't let it get there. <laughs> hey, man. You know what's really uh, funny? You're talking about the two-note thing with 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 that particular music. You, hey, you saw man. Yeah, yeah. You saw Inception. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know the you know the story behind the sound the score to Inception? I don't guess I do. Okay, so you know the song that they always play to wake them up? The the French lady singing? Yes. That the the Inception score, the ball the you know the yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the thing you know in that is when, in that actually that song slowed, slowed down, down like 800 times. Yes, okay. I had heard that, but I wouldn't. That's I not, a, that's not a, like an urban legend or anything. That's true. YouTube that's, it. Google that's it. fact. Google it. That's a, was it you that uploaded the, uh, the modem sounds? Slowed Is that down? not the most disturbing thing in I the whole world? I don't think it's real. It's real. You it's can hear so it. Freaky. It is very, yeah. I, I kept listening for the pick on, pick on, pick And there it was. I'm like, oh, God. Um, no, it sounded like something from my nightmares. <laughs> that was the the thing that really started that was that somebody did the the Jurassic Park theme mm-hmm. slowed down at like two thousand percent, and it becomes like this hour and a half long symphonic orchestra of you know mood and it's very moving and dinosaurs. Yeah, and so <laughs> but no, I th- I mean just back to what we were talking I about. Saw- I saw oh. on Tumblr the other day, not to bring out any Tumblr conversations, but because <laughs> we're not 14 year olds. Right. But, uh, you know, people post funny things on right, all right. the time with whatever. Um, Pictures, but there, and comments, and whatnot. There was a, a, a GIF of. Um, uh, Is it GIF or GIF? See, I, I always said GIF. I always said GIF. Because I'm a choosy mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, you know how the, the the logo type of Jurassic Park looks yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. and you know, movies some the credits will look like the the same right, font, right, right. And um, the the it said dinosaur supervisor and had the guy's name, yeah. And underneath it, it said, "Where the heck were you the whole movie?" <laughs> <laughs> what what happened to you, man? Jeff Goldblum's running and screaming, and you're all just so. I'm a dinosaur supervisor. Uh, uh, but we were talking about the um, yeah. Well, we're talking about th- this whole score of Captain America, and dude, I really do think it's like one of the first real superhero scores we've had in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've lost you. Hold on a sec. No, I'm here. I can't hear you. Why not? Because you walked away from the mic, apparently. It's all the way to the other side of the room. No, I'm right here. It sounded like you stuck your head in an aquarium and we're talking for a minute. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here. I, do, I do that from time to time, yeah. you know. No, I just, I, I, so, well, and it's Alan Silvestri, so, you know, it's superb. It's mm. outstanding. But you know what I've loved most about these Marvel movies? I'm talking about, well, the Thor score was outstanding, too. And, and Thor really enhanced the movie. Like, when you listen to... I think I said this already. 
So let me repeat myself. When you when mm. you listen to just the score before I saw the movie, I was like, well, this is really good. But then when I saw it along with the film, it was, I mean, it really, the film added to the score, the score added to the film. They worked well hand in hand. I get a little touchy on movie soundtrack. Like, I love movie soundtracks. Yeah, and stuff. Too, I love movie scores, but especially before the movie comes out, the track listing will sometimes really just hurt you. <laughs> Funeral for Qui-Gon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I, I, like, I got that soundtrack. Oh, they killed Liam Neeson, y'all. <laughs> y'all, they killed Liam Neeson, y'all. We cool. We cool. We cool. <laughs> we cool. No, no, yeah, I, sometimes I remember, it does that. I remember buying that, like, two weeks before the movie came out. That's That's a... We must have had that conversation before because that's a prime example. No, that's. I mean, that's just one of the things in Star Wars fandom that everyone couldn't believe that they stuck on the CD that that soon. But I mean, the book was already out, the novelization of the movie was already out, and everything. So, I guess on one hand, it's like, hey, spoiler, it's in the book. But uh, on the other hand, Jedi always going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jedi. It's a menace. Die. I've seen these Jedi's always die first. Jedi's always die first. Long-haired hippie Jedi's. Um, but well, I'm the same. I guess. I, well, I don't. I guess I don't pay much attention to the track listing because I'm like, I really want to hear this music. And then a lot of times, I just get it, put it in, and and listen. Mm-hmm. And um, I and, heard the. Um, not to get off topic, but the another track from the Green album today. How? I'm good. Well, be good with me. I'm always good with you. Okay, I understand. <laughs> always good to you. I don't understand. Uh, maybe, okay, that was, go. maybe that was the oh. preposition I was looking for. There you go. Um, <laughs> two. Boy, two. boy, is your face red. Um, uh, okay, go doing the, the Muppet Show theme. Oh, how is it? It's good. Yeah. Those That's other good. two tracks that you tracked down for me were really good too. Well, actually, if you go to Amazon now, they've got thirty-second previews of oh, all the nice. songs. Oh, nice! Really? Yeah. Already? Um, going to go back there someday? Yeah, it's a seven-minute version. <gasps> you know how happy that makes me. I know how happy that makes. That's the best song yeah. in the world. It's a good song. Um, also, uh, hope that something better comes along. Oh, uh, and you know I love that one. That's our favorite. Uh, <laughs> no, let's not start. Um, what? Let's stay on. Stay on target. <laughs> Muffins. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> We're talking tonight. <laughs> we've somehow gone from <laughs> Captain America right back to the Muppets. Uh, I want to talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, when we get that random, it's time for round three. Well, not yet, because I've got one more thing I want to say. Okay. Gosh, about the Marvel movies that have come out. Um, the, the, and I thought about this while I was watching Captain America. Like, what would you say of these Marvel Studio movies that are driving toward this Avengers movie? Which would you say has been your favorite? Of all five of them? Mm-hmm. Is it five? Mm-hmm. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Captain America. Yeah, five. Can we do least favorite? Sure. <laughs> Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 has been favorite. your least favorite, okay. I mean, was that I, so because because the other ones are so different. Yeah, Iron Man's just there's so much rewatchability there. Mm-hmm. You can just pop that in any time and watch mm-hmm. it. 
See, I can tell you right off the bat, my favorite one is The Incredible Hulk. Well, <laughs> that's a shocker. Yes, shocker. And people just drop their iPods. <laughs> in the toilet. Um, Why are they listening to us? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're in the bathroom listening. I don't know. Um, the, uh, Why? <laughs> they're getting ready for work or school or whatever. They're showering with they're us. Showering. This is not right. yeah. <laughs> they're showering. listening to us. Listen to us on the iRiver or the iHome or whatever they have these days. Um, no, I I, but but the reason I like the Incredible Hulk is because he's my favorite. You know, duh. again, <gasps> right? <laughs> but gasp. But see, growing up, and I know you were more of a DC kid as a comic book collector, and I'm more of a Marvel guy as a comic book collector. And and the thing about Marvel for me has always been that if I pick up any title and and read it, I'll get sucked into that title for a little bit because I've just always those characters I've always liked. I know them. And so stepping into each of these movies, it's been like picking up a new comic book. And it's been like, it's, it, it really has been like the comic books being coming to life on the screen, being to life, coming to life on the screen. You're good with those words. <laughs> right. And, and I've been satisfied with every single one of them. I haven't come away like disappointed. Even Iron Man 2 I enjoyed. Um, enjoyed the heck out of. And, um, and so for me, these Marvel movies have really captured the Marvel spirit of, of, of comic books and put it on the screen. And I think that's what I've enjoyed about them the most. Whereas you can almost tell Warner Brothers is just trying to capitalize on the popularity of superheroes with, with, with projects like Green Lantern. Does that make sense? Does anything I just said make sense? It sounded like words. Great. Thanks. No. <laughs> I, I understand. It's I just... You know that's a whole separate issue. You're a whole separate issue. You're a, you're a towel. I mean, what, that, we, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? If we get into that, because then it's just like ah, DC screwed up again. Well, and I'm not trying to bring in the DC screwed up thing. I, I guess. Right, well, who who screwed up really? Warner Brothers screw up. The DC screwed up. I think it comes back to the studio. You know, but I guess. But then I'm, you you can't do that because then you've got Batman. I guess what I'm see. I think. I think. Batman and Nolan, that's Warner Brothers. You think? Yeah. I disagree. I, but Green Lantern was all was DC. You got Jeff Johns credited in the film. I don't Okay. I mean, and I can't, I don't know what his, I don't know how much his hands and, and fingerprints, I do see his fingerprints all well, over. I mean, they made it as much like Al Jordan as possible. Right. They made, so Ryan, Reynolds, they made Ryan Reynolds as much as like Al Jordan as possible. I, the thing is, it's like at some point, someone's got to step in and say, how is, why are Marvel movies, they might not be making, you know, a billion dollars at the box office, but why are they successful? You know, because each one has had a measure of success, um, you know, since Marvel Studios became an entity and was distributing through Paramount and, you know, and began to put out the properties that weren't owned by Fox or Sony or whatever. Um Marvel Studios has had success with their films, and and you've got to say why. You've got to look at it and, and ask that question. Well, I mean, you've got those standalone instances where people were just trying to make a movie too. I mean, we equated Green Lantern to being like kind of like the Fantastic Four films. You equated that. Well, I mean, they were. See, I kind of like the Fantastic Four films. I, I'm not saying I didn't like Green Lantern. Right. I just said I was disappointed. Sure. Actually, I wasn't wasn't disappointed because I didn't go in with high hopes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, 
Pineapple pie. When you have such consistency sky. across the board. And by the way, since you since you bring up Batman, before we get into round three. I'm since, Batman. Since, who? I'm Batman. Welcome, Batman. How are you? I've been staying with my cousin. <laughs> have I ever told you about that? Uh-uh. All right. You know what riff tracks are? Yeah. Um, you know, Mystery Science Theater, Michael yeah. J. Nelson, yeah. all, all those guys made their own thing, riff tracks. So mm-hmm. Graham and I got the Dark Knight one one night. Because I've loved, you know, I've been watching MST3K since I was a kid, right. and and getting to interview Michael J. Nelson on Tangent was one of my happiest moments ever. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 you know, a lot of times I can be pretty reserved when interviewing people. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. You know, Cassidy, that's a different story. Put on a Superman shirt to pick up Aquaman. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm a choosy mother. I can do that if I want to. Um, and I chose to do that. Chose to wear that Superman shirt. Um but, you know, talking to him just highlight. I mean, it was one of the coolest mm-hmm. things ever. But, you know, so I, I was eating up the riff tracks. I've, I haven't, they make so many now, it's hard to right. do. But, like, the Iron Man one, the Dark Knight one, they're just great. But there's <laughs> the uh, the Dark Knight one where, um, and Graham and I just, like, we had to stop it because we were crying. Because every time they did Batman, they, you know, mimicked Batman, they would do the voice. They right. would do bells, real raspy. Batman voice, mm-hmm. and uh, there's the po- the part in the film where Dent is on the roof and turns on the bat signal, and, and you know he gets Batman to come, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he says you're you're a hard guy to you're a hard guy to get in touch with, and Nelson just goes I've been staying at my cousin's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I haven't. We, I haven't watched any of those. It's I not that funny to repeat. It, but That's whatever. great. Anyway, um, no, but why? Why you're talking about Batman real quick? Um, and because we can't remember if we've talked about the teaser. Let's talk a little bit about the teaser before we get into round three, and also all these pictures that have come out. Yeah, I mean and video and how. Video? I mean, what I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying They've is... They've been filming so many scenes in, in Philadelphia in front of... Um, is, it Pix- is it... I thought it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, in front of uh, massive crowds. Yeah. Somebody's going to whip out a camera? I know, but I just... You knew? You knew? I knew. I knew. But here's the thing. Inspector Clouseau. Here's the thing. Dark Knight. They flipped a truck... On the streets of Chicago. Chicago. It was not digital. It was not models. It was uh-huh. it was a legitimate semi truck flipping over in the streets of Chicago. And, and granted, I know they had the streets closed off and it was late at night. But how do you not get that? How do you get the the video of of Heath Ledger and Joker makeup skateboarding down? You know, fuzzy video of Heath Ledger skateboarding down the the sidewalk and he in Joker makeup. But you can't get the truck flipping they People kept that smart i mean they kept that under wraps and and it's just like they're nonchalantly letting these pictures and these videos and from the foot have you seen the stuff from the football stadium mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i don't want to talk too in depth about it because of how spoilery it all is um apparently batman puts on a concert at one point uh, he and bono come out <laughs> yeah he grabs the mic on the steps of that courthouse have or whatever. you seen that <laughs> Is that photoshop? Is that like yeah, I did. Is that photo cuz I haven't been able to find that picture anywhere. 
I've got it. Yeah. But, um, you know, of course, all the pics of Bane, and there have been some official releases of Selena Kyle on a Bane's in this movie? You just ruined it all no, sorry. for me. Um, I, but I guess what I'm saying is, it's like, do you think that... You've been such a wonderful crowd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you Do you think that this is all misdirected? No. You don't? No. Have you seen the giant... <laughs> What I mean, what I mean by misdirection is I want to talk. Can you mute, okay. can you mute us for a second? <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. They're listening. I'll edit it out. Oh, have you seen the giant fight scene? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it, my god! In front of the, the courthouse. Thing yeah, ever. it's like all. I, I'm assuming it's all like Arkham inmates or something. Yes. And this and is the, Nightfall, man. Right, and that's where Bane kind of comes up on the steps and they begin fighting. But this is my thing. This is my question. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was too spoilery. This is no. this is my question, though. With all that, that I mean, because there's been no attempts to take it down. There's been no cease and desist stuff thrown out there. Well, I mean, my feeling is when you've got 50,000 people around, what's the point in the cease and desist at that point? Sure. I guess what I'm saying is I, I think there's more to it than just Bane. This is pure speculation on my part. Knowing how Christopher Nolan does things, knowing how closely he's played everything that he's ever done to the vest, he, he just plays it so close to the chest. Uh, I think you're choosing to forget things during Dark Knight filming. Like what? Things well, that came out. Things example, we saw. For example. Uh, I remember things and stuff. We only saw what Nolan wanted us to see. He's not God, Steve. I d- <laughs> but he is a mastermind. He doesn't give it and take it he away. Did, well, he did on the Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight spoilers. <laughs> well, yeah. Guess what? The movie's out, man. They're going to have them all up there online. <laughs> but I mean, if you go back in time, yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, I dude, just, the whole the whole story of the movie was that's right. The whole the whole synopsis of the movie was the whole the boat scenes that was a, that was leaked. I, don't I remember that. that. I don't remember that. You never talked to me about that. You didn't share that with me. We might have been fighting then. It might have been. In, we might have been at odds one with another. I don't Maybe think one so. Day that we was, could be friends again. Yeah, that was very early on. I don't think so. I just I don't remember, and I'm not actively seeking this stuff out either. No, I'm trying as much as possible not to see it. Now, obviously, the Selena Kyle thing and and you know other stuff have yeah. come to light officially. Now, the stuff with the Gotham Rogues and the football field, mm-hmm. you got to kind of go. I wouldn't say looking for it, but it's not. Entertainment Weekly is not putting it yeah, up. Yeah, I've there, bumped maybe. into that stuff. I haven't. Yeah, like I haven't actively sought it out. But now, I did see a cool press conference with Bell and Nolan when they first started filming. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, with the like the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. where he was talking about, you know, he was excited to be fighting on their streets and stuff. This is gonna be fun. I got a cousin here in town. I got a cousin. Um, you want me? Well, here you know I what? Am. One thing I distinctly remember about the Dark Knight. You're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> swear to me. Um, <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> 
one, one of the things I distinctly remember about the Dark Knight when it's going out, not only did you and I have a long discussion about a lot of the viral marketing that was going on around the movie at the time, mm-hmm. um, but we also uh, disagreed on our take on the teaser for the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about how do you feel about the teaser for the Dark Knight Rises? Mm-mm. Uh, less is more when it comes to a teaser trailer. You, so you think they've shown too much? I don't like a whole lot of footage. Jim Gordon in hospital bed. You just spoil it for everybody. I mean, everyone's. See- I mean, if you've not if you've not seen the Dark Knight. Rises teaser. It's out there online. It's not. It's not a. It's been officially released by Warner Brothers. So how dare they? How dare they? Um, would you have rather just had the dialogue over the buildings falling then? Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, we, That's okay. What's up? I need a mic stand. Uh, that one. Okay. That one be fine. Yeah. And are you coming in, or I would have opened it for you. <laughs> I didn't know you were in. That's fine. Hiding from somebody out there right now. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, okay, thanks, please. I'll see you there. Okay. I didn't say there on this time. <laughs> did he say he needed the lightsaber? Yes. And then did he say, I'll see you dead? Yes. Wow. It gets cut throughout around here. You work in a dangerous place. <laughs> no, remi- for- well, now you know I hide in the dark to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing in here, man? I need a lightsaber. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's over there on the shelf. So, would you have rather sonic screwdriver? Would you have rather had just the clips that they showed from like Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then the the Gordon dialogue over the over the falling buildings and no Bane no Bane stalking Batman at the end I didn't mind the blurred out Bane mm-hmm. the, the, the Bane fight at the end I thought was a little much, much a little, I don't know the whole Bane, Gordon Bane. thing what the chanting thing Matalo Matalo Bane Bane is that what they're saying mm-hmm. it what means it? kill him kill him Bane Bane <laughs> <laughs> who's who's what are they teaching them in Oracle? It's like Ali, Bumbaye. Now, Aaron Ruttenberg told me what it meant. I forget now. It means something about kill him or break him or something. Uh, hang on a second. I got it somewhere. Here. No, Aaron Ruttenberg doesn't know what he's talking about. He does too. Krypton he, Man has no idea what he's talking how about. Krypton Man. I hate this new Twitter so much. Is there a new Twitter? Well, yeah, I've been keeping with the old, and then they forced the new one on me this yeah. week. Well, as you know, I, I can't hate go back Twitter to... in general. How do you pull up favorites? Hold on, I'll show you. What? You can't. I don't, can you not? You can't look at your favorites. Um, oh, here. You got to go to your profile. Profile. Something um, about hash browns. He's screaming at his thing right now, I know. I don't see any hash browns. Favorites. Hash browns. Uh, I favorite every single. Yeah, I'll have hash browns, hash browns. I'll have hash browns, hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Krypton man. Um, but you know, I think it really means like kill him, kill him, Bane. Matalo, okay. Matalo, Bane, Bane. 
Gosh, I want to watch that teaser now. I like it for. I like it. Okay, I like it better. I like the Dark Knight teaser. I like the Dark Knight teaser. Mm, the world will burn. I'm a man of my word. I like Alfred's discussion. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was effective. But I, you know, at that point with the Dark Knight, I was, I was ready to see at least a snippet of of Joker. Other than what we'd gotten in the one or two photos, you know, and so. But I'm you telling got the you, Joker card. Yeah, we did get that, but I'm telling you, man, this uh, th- this looks like it's just going to be. I don't know. Is it too much? I. Uh, it seems it, a bit. Bloated. Is it the old curse of the third? There's just going to be a bunch of Muppets in this one, isn't there? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Matalo, Matalo, bang, yeah. bang. <laughs> now they figured out how to bring the Joker back. Apparently, hi ho, Kermit the Frog. Oh, that was in poor taste, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Anyhow, um, so we've we've di- we've digressed back into Muppet talk. It happens. So, uh, since that's the case, um, maybe it's time for round three. I was going to do the Price is Right thing, but I couldn't think of how to. Why don't we do this? Three, Derek. This is the best idea we've ever had. <laughs> um, best idea you've had since tweeting the Star Wars trilogy. Don't even get me started. I was complaining to someone about that the other day. I'm being serious. I know. And what happened after I tweeted through the Star Wars trilogy? Everybody started doing that with whatever they were watching. Well, you're Steve Glosson. Yeah, well, I've never... People started putting peanut butter in their chocolate after you. I've never I've never started a trend in my life. Um, I know that's not true. Well, that trend I started. But anyhow, this, of course, is round three where we're going to really quickly discuss three topics that you, the listeners, sit in. You can send those in um, to round3show at gmail.com. <laughs> Wait. We probably it's have blend, blending in podcast. You, you know what? We probably have a backlog of some topics there. That email. Do you remember that password? It's still on my phone. I just I have the account turned off. Hold oh, on. Let me just well, turn. Never the, mind. Let me just turn the account on. And all of a sudden, your phone lights up with thousands. <laughs> um, it goes. Dead. Oh, look, two. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, we deactivated the Twitter, which was a bad idea. We should have kept that going for yeah. this. Um, just send in send in round three topics. If you've got a topic hey. that you'd like to hear discuss on round three, send it to geekoutonline at gmail.com with the subject line round three. And, um, and that way we'll make sure that we use those because we can't think of topics on our own. Ever. So we've got three big topics this week. And to find out what we do, we have always, of course, spin the wheel. Wheel of Did you know the voice of Wacko Warner has a podcast? At the top? Yeah. And it lands on number one. Derek, if you remember how this conversation started today, I don't have those. (laughs) Well, what did you have about someone's emailed us in about shows to watch? They emailed you. 
Oh, and you I did like I forward I that email to you? You got loud email or Twitter. Okay. I do not. Maybe I should give you that. No, no. This is your show. Your show. This guy wants to know who, what should he, Marty. Marty McFly. Marty. Marty. Marty basically asks us. Martin Collins. Martin. But he signs it Marty. Marty. Martin McFly. Marty! Of the clan McFly. Of the, hmm. Wait. There can be only I one? I just thought of an awesome crossover. Highlander. There can only be 88 to 1.21 gigawatts. Say it one more time. There can only be 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, there can be only one. I, that is a great mashup. Highlander and Back to the Future. I'm tweeting that crap. That's all. <laughs> only one. And this has been our news segment. Crap worth tweeting. 21. How do you spell gigawatts? <laughs> uh, best way you can. J-I-G. J-I-G-G-A-W. How, how long have I watched this movie and never spelled gigawatts out? There can be only one. I don't think there's two G's. Mart, Marty McFly of the clan McFly. Nice. Gosh, that's awesome. Tweeted. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyhow, Marty asks us. Uh, he says basically with the with the uh, with the with the end of Smallville. Which, by the way, did you see what Al Galf said about Smallville's end? Yeah, he's an idiot. What a fool. Um, he said, uh, he said so with, with Smallville being over, are there any shows we suggest he watch come September? You can watch the most expensive television show ever made, Terra Nova. How is that? I, I don't know. Looks expensive. That's the one with the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, it's the one with the dinosaurs, if that helps. Yeah. Yes. What channel is that coming on? Fox. I might watch that. Seven million dollars and two episodes later, I mean seventy million dollars and two episodes later, we canceled. Should, we should. St- you think it's going to be canceled? Oh, you want to start a podcast? We on should. It? Yeah, we should. Start How about no? Terrapata. Let's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, hold on. Let's try that out. <clears throat> hey, everybody! Welcome again to Terrapata. I'm Jeff Russell. <laughs> to follow me. It sounds like a yoga class. Terrapada. Welcome. Or it so- No, it sounds like a martial art. Welcome to Terrapada. I will teach you the ways of the Terrapada. You will be canceled after one session. One's, uh, you think it's you think it's doomed? Oh, I... It's too expensive. Yeah. Are, too expensive. I mean, how do you know it's too expensive? They've already said it's the most expensive television show ever made. Wow. You can't just have dinosaurs running around every week. They do it at uh, at the. They need to get hire that guy that was not on the set of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> they need a door handler, um, a supervisor. Dinosaur supervisor. <laughs> I've got to find that image. Um, I said that to you. It's so funny. Um, the uh, it's called dinosaur. There you go. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Google. Well, maybe. Dinosaur I mean, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Google Voice time. Here we go. Google. Dinosaur supervisor. Is it, wow, did I find it on the first time? Oh. Images. Found. Um, I mean, are you ser- Are you going to check it out? Because I think I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, there's that. 
I this found it. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you tweeting yeah. it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to tumble it. Wow. We're like the that? Entire movie. That should actually come up yep. during the credits as they roll. Phil Tippett. Man, he's a he's an icon in the stuff. Um this isn't starting in this September, but hopefully it'll be starting soon. Uh, we had an email telling us how to pronounce his name, but psh, who cares? Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Um, Ladies. Oh, Gilly. Um, Gilly. Has, Gilly. Has talked a little bit about The Incredible Hulk. Apparently they put out four treatments of it. Uh, to kind of let the studio get a feel of, of some of the different stuff they're wanting to do. Wow, or, or, it's going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the idea of here's what here these are the directions we can go in. What do you think's best? It's not going to have any ties to the Avengers. Uh, it's going to be its own separate continuity. But because of the success, the success and stuff of the Avengers, he says they'll probably kind of have some of the same elements as far as the way it's done. It's going to be digital and uh, uh, practical Hulk somehow. So, okay. But anyhow, what else is coming on September? <clears throat> Supernatural returning, Fringe returning, Grim Chuck returning, Grim the the fairy tale show. Hey, Mark Hamill, the villain on Chuck. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that. the video of him and? I didn't. <laughs> it's it's Morgan and, and Zachary Levi and, and the guy who plays Morgan and they're they're sitting by Hamill and they're like please please just do it and he's like I you know it's been years I don't even know if I can anymore like please I swear to, just it, we, it would make our day just do it he's like all right all right I'll give it a shot and he waves his hand and the iPhone starts moving across the table <laughs> <laughs> and they start like squeeing like fangirls like crazy uh, I know. For me, September is not marked by new TV. September is marked by the release of Star Wars on Blu-ray. Yes. So, um, pre-ordered mine. I did. I have two, and I will be devouring the deleted scenes over and over again. So mm-hmm. while you guys are watching season premieres, I'll be like, I, I noticed in this one deleted scene that this was this way. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm really not familiar with anything that's coming out new. I'm not excited about too much. New I'm stuff. not excited about. You mentioned Supernatural. I, I'm not excited about Supernatural. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little. Still angry on the supernatural yeah. train. Um, so I love that show. I, I will be honest with you. I'm excited about James Spader coming to the office. <clears throat> um, Awake coming on NBC. What is that about? Just people kind of having coffee? Yeah. Drinking some, fi- <laughs> drinking some five hour energy? It's like NBC shows. Everybody's sleeping <laughs> the whole time. Uh, no, this guy doesn't know if he's in reality or if he's asleep and. It, it looks cool. My my number one pick for the fall is uh, Person of Interest. Now, what is that going to be? Person of Interest is um, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. What? And 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 um, <clears throat> Benjamin Linus from Lost. Michael Emerson. Who is who is Jesus Christ? James Caviezel. Oh, okay. He son played the Lord Jesus God, Christ, Savior of the world. Um, Do what? God, <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Didn't realize he got his own TV show. Um, so Jim Caviezel and who from Lost? <laughs> it's a talk show. Um, uh, um, 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 Michael Emerson. Who was he? Uh, Benjamin Linus. 
Which one was Benjamin Linus? The creep- Did you learn nothing in your... I can't remember names right now. I remember Sawyer and Jack and Kate. Really? And Hurley. That's it? And Jen and Moon. Guy with the glasses? Ben Linus? The One creepy, of the others? The creepy, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The creepy guy who was the head of everything. Yes. And then they... and then Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. And what is this going to be about? <clears throat> it's kind of like Minority Report. So it's in the future? No. They're bald psychics in a tub? Yeah. No. I don't know how to explain it. They, um... Let me let me find a actual definition for you. They know about crimes before they happen, and they stop them. Okay, all right. Are they are they official policemen? Don't or, think so. Or vigil or vigilance. Vigilance. <laughs> Mr. Finch is a mysterious billionaire who has developed a computer program that predicts future crime victims. Finch hires Reese, aka Jesus Christ, a former CIA agent presumed to be dead, to stop ho- stop those crimes. It's uh, by J.J. Abrams. Oh, and Jonathan Nolan. Huh. Now you mentioned uh, uh, not to move on from. I mean, that sounds really good. Um. When what show is that a Fox show? It's actually CBS, which I'm very wow. impressed by. Huh? Because that's not something you would just turn on at the nursing home to let people sleep. CSI Minority Report. Yeah. Um. CSI. Shady Pines Retirement. I wonder what Who song Person of Interest will be opening with. <laughs> <laughs> that deaf, dumb, blind kid sure plays a mean what if they open with that song? It appears um, there's been a future crime. Yeah! <laughs> I had to put on my sunglasses while I was saying that. Oh, uh, yeah! Um, yeah. I love doing that, people. I, I swear I do that, though. Every time if I make a pun, I say it. And I start to put the glasses on before I do the punchline. And, yeah! Yeah! Um, yeah! You made me totally lose my train of thought. I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, that sounds interesting. That that might be worth checking out. I was moving on to something else though. Um, if you're not already watching the new Thundercats on Friday night on Cartoon Network, DVR that because I'm sure you're not like me and you have a life, um, and you don't and you won't be at home to watch it. I, however, will be. Um, there's been two episodes so far. Three really. The first the the, the pilot was actually two was too smushed into one hour episode um yeah it's really good it's really good I, really it, really 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 oh really um hey man i'm talking here man hey hey man um it it really it may you know what makes me want them to do to bring back the he-man and the masters of the universe that they redid he man, I didn't like that show. Oh, like the original or the new one? No, though. Oh, oh, Steve, you know me. I love the original. Okay. I just didn't like the the reboot. I like the reboot. There was no Orko. Yeah, there was. Oh wait, I'm thinking of the movie. Yes, yeah. there was an Orko. Yeah, in the cartoon. There I'm wasn't. About. Um, there's something that I just didn't like. Mm, maybe, maybe you just didn't want to like something, Derek. Because I really enjoyed it. There was no Shira. But they were headed that way. They were headed a whole different way with the that was what it in. was. There's no Shira. Um, there's a station called Cubo. Are you familiar with it? 
I am. And they play it. At late at night, they play yes, He-Man they and She-Ra and Bravestar. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> but it does make me want them to bring that back and kind of have like a action block on Friday nights when the Clone Wars starts back up with like He-Man, Thundercats, Clone Wars, you know, because I'm going to be at home every Friday night of my life for the rest of my life, apparently. Okay. And Come know, on over. It'd be nice to have something going on. Um, we need to hurry and spin the wheel. Anything else? Any other TV shows you can think of as the wheel spins? Yeah, I'm just not excited. A lot of people are excited for Ringer. <laughs> Excuse me. I could care less. Hmm. I don't know what that is. Sarah Michelle Gellar's new show. Oh. What about... But they um, only like it because of Sarah Michelle Gellar. You mentioned Fringe. Did you get into watching that? Nah. Okay. Doctor Who starts up on August 27th. Trust me. BBC America. I'm a doctor. You haven't figured that out yet? Um, An impossible astronaut. Hey, number two. Mm. So we're going in order today. Okay. Most traumatic childhood memory. Derek? <sighs> Daddy, what are you doing to mommy? Um, oh, Lord. No, sorry. Edit that out. That's terrible. <laughs> um... I don't know. Uh, I never broke an arm or anything. Yeah. I've only been in the hospital once, and that was for back surgery. I mean, like, admitted and, like, spent several days right. in the hospital. <sighs> I know one, but it's kind of embarrassing even telling it. Now, is this child from childhood? I was probably 12. Is it a poop your pants story? No, no, oh. no. I never did that. Oh. And I'm sure it's a baby. When are you going to be embarrassed then? Um, Like public humiliation kind of thing? It it says most traumatic childhood memory. Okay. I'm just asking for very, you know, I I don't know. Like, I have, well, see, I have like a serious one that still kind of freaks me out to this day that involves a senior adult falling and, and me witnessing the whole thing and really being kind of freaked out by it. Um, and then I have one that involves uh, I was on the trampoline with my sister and I went I fell backwards mm-hmm. with the intention of just hitting the mat and bouncing back up to my feet but I was too close to the side and my head hit the bar the, the, the you know the trampoline bar and it busted wide open and it really hurt and I was bleeding pretty profusely and so we're going up to the we're, we're walking around from the backyard up to the to the house to I think my parents weren't there for some reason. My grandmother was keeping us to kind of like, hey, Steve bumped his head real bad. And as we're walking back up the thing, my sister's like behind me. She's like, oh, my gosh, I can see your brains falling out. And completely freaked me the heck out, man, like to the point that I took off running. She's just laughing at me, and that really hurt my feelings. I had to get stitches that day. How many? I don't know. I was a kid. I I didn't count. But I don't, you know, I... I gotta say, I had a pretty good childhood. <laughs> wow! I had, a friend broke my Megatron, <clears throat> and he was no longer a friend. That's right. That day, he became an enemy. <laughs> On that day, he became the Lex Luthor to my Clark Kent. You got nothing? Hmm. I got pantsed one time in junior high school. No way. Way. 
It was my own fault. I don't know why I wore sweatpants to school. Why did you wear sweatpants? To school? I was an idiot, man. Apparently, I was a stupid kid. All right. Well, moving on then to our third. Uh, we had an old house. Oh, okay. The kind that had like the air vents on the floor, mm-hmm. the big air vents, like the. Right. One, you know, they have like furnace grates or like air handlers that would come up through the floor. So, you know, like you could fall through them. The big ones. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Okay. So, at one time, I think it was being worked on and they had t- taken the air grate out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it. And I came around the corner. <laughs> like the phone rang. I was like, I'll get it. And I took off after it. And yeah. You went in? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, almost. I eventually fell in. What happened? One leg went in. And I kind of supermaned out flat. Right. Which was not pretty. Right. And, of course, for those of you following at home, if you're imagining that in your head, one leg is, you know... Straight down, the, sure. the, the rest of it is flat. You planked across the air vent. <laughs> yeah, well, almost. Perpendicular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how that happened. Wow. But then, and then I kind of was like, uh, and then roll over and fall in. You rolled, o- you rolled over and fell in? A little bit. <laughs> Where did it lead? The, the floor. Oh. I didn't know if maybe it was... What keeps dinging? My phone. Oh. And there's the other phone. Oh. Hey. Hey. Are you about to answer it? No. Okay. Do you it's need 6 to, o'clock. Do you need to answer your your phone? Text sound, message? That sounds like a um, boat coming in. Ding. That'd be fine. Okay. Well, our final topic is a three-parter. It's a hysteric smackdown standoff throwdown thing. Phone ringing. Phone ringing. And and someone sent in with three food verses, the first being KFC versus Chick Fil A. Go, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A for me too. Arby's Mac. versus Crystal. Arby's. Crystal. Really? Ugh, I hate Arby's. Defend yourself. I hate Arby's. How? Arby's is nasty. Oh my lanta! We are not. I don't believe it's that. It's good mood food. Shut up. It's good mood food. Yeah, I do hate those commercials. And I'm like, Crystal. I could have done this. Wow. Just thinking about those warm, tasty little burgers just makes me want to burn this mother down. <laughs> and finally, Denny's versus Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Is it three in the morning or six at night? That's that is the question right there. And I was going, I was saying the exact same thing. I was because I to you, me it, it depends on the time of day. If it's three in the morning, it's Waffle House. Indeed. If it's Denny's. six in the, at night, it's Denny's. And if Denny's it's 11, is more of a, if, if it's 11 at night, it's IHOP. Well, I was going to say Denny's to me is more if you're traveling and, you know. 9 a.m. Yeah, you know. and, and you, you don't go to Waffle House when it's light out. No. Ever. No, because no, then you can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, I don't, do you guys have Huddle House in Mississippi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other day, Crevice came by the office. He's like, Let's he does is not real. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a real person. Crevice comes by the office. He's like, let's go get some lunch. And I'm like, all right, where are we going? And he's like, I was thinking Huddle House. He's your Tyler Durden. 
I was like, he was like, I was thinking the Huddle House, and I just kind of looked at him like, dude, it's twelve noon. You don't do that. You don't do that. But we did. It was so weird. I didn't feel right. There's a whole different group of people in there at that time of it, day. It's crazy that you don't even mess with. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. Oh uh, wait. I w- <laughs> You gotta go out on top. Steve. I know we gotta go out on top, but we've also gotta make you gotta do the plugs and stuff. The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. Hey, right now over at the goo, that's geekoutonline.com. Over at the goo, uh, Derek has posted an article about his reaction to the new uh, Superman suit, Henry Cavill in his Mm. Superman suit. So check it out. Is it Cavill or Cavill? It's British. Okay. And um, and so there, he he Derek mentions four things. Is it four things we know? Four things. Four things we can expect. Hey, I th- you know I thought I was pretty spot on with that S. I did, Does yes, that S, dude, that, that I comic did. S not look? You just blew like my that? mind. You blew my mind with that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was like I I, I was almost like professor. So <laughs> I got a little, I got my my Bailey is showing. You gave him you gave him a run for his money on that one. So check that out over at the Goo uh, Geek Out Online. Dot com. Email us geekoutonline at gmail.com. The Twitter is twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud. And we're on the Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud. There you can enter in discussion, post links, all kinds of fun things. And and um, and that's what's going on. So, Derek, as always, it's great. It's been fun. Hug me. And, uh, and as you always say, that's it for this episode. How did you say it? We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on Geek Out Loud. <laughs> we should have like 10 of those. As you always say, hey, why'd you eat my fruit roll-up? <laughs> do, do I feel a new bit coming on? Yeah. Tune in next time when you might hear Derek say, oh, the light bulbs are out. <laughs> we'll see you guys.